the damn furnace. You hear me now? This is the last time. You're listening to A Pot of Gold, a podcast that charges the creative entrepreneur to trust their process, be resourceful, and become unashamed in their calling. My name is Felicite Cesare, and I'm the creator of The Furnaces for Gold, a creative brand consultancy with mental health and wellness in mind. You'll be hearing from me, our team, and other creative entrepreneurs about their faith, mental health experience, and practices that keep them in check. Come through. Come open. We've all been through the fire. Welcome back to A Pot of Gold. You are listening to episode four, and this week I have another guest And I just feel like this podcast is meant to have guests because I have to be able to converse and I have to be able to talk with people. So I'm really happy um, to be able to just hop on this impromptu podcast and just go with the flow. But I have to take a moment to really acknowledge God in this. So God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you so much for creativity. I thank you so much for just flowing through us and um, allowing us to heal and then talk about the things that we are experiencing in life in a way that that shows that we've matured and we've seen things differently, that we are listening to your spirit. So have your perfect way in this talk. I pray that whoever it's for resonates with it, who it's not for will find something or not. We good. But I want to get into this topic and it's something that I feel is really important to me. Obviously, I said having guests is really important, but we are going to talk about the power of relationships. Relationships are so important in entrepreneurship. So I have Sebastian here. It's just Bass. Relax. Welcome to a pot of gold. I'm honored to be here. You know, I've always been a fan of you. Personal tip. (laughs) I feel like even as a topic as the power of relationships, you know, I feel like there's been a lot of power in our relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So therefore, um, you know, I'm excited to see what we know we talk about and um, what we explore and what we could learn from each other. I know. I know. Like, I feel like this topic was needed, especially when it comes to like mental health and stuff like that. And the things that the conversations that we have online of just even agreeing to disagree, seeing each other's perspective, understanding like, oh, when I was gone and I lived away how it was or how it is now that I'm here, seeing your growth and all types of stuff. And I just feel like those are the things that people can learn from to probably help in better their relationships. And then us coming from creative and entrepreneurial backgrounds and what we do and things like that, I feel like it's really important to talk about relationships. Like relationships are everything and they like make a lot of the stuff we want to see happen, happen. Because if we know this person, I know you do this, I'm gonna holla at you if I need that. I know so-and-so sold clothes if I need a fit for whatever event, like put that together. So like relationships are important in every aspect. And just like even understanding boundaries in relationship is a, is a really important thing. But um, how's your mental health and why is talking about the power of relationship important to you? Um, my mental health, my mental health right now, I believe is, um, is pretty solid. I've been doing a lot of work, um, in the last few months, I've made a lot of sacrifices and changes in my life Mm. that, um, that has earned me a better, um, headspace and a peace of mind right now. That's true. So, um, the things I've made, um, the changes I've made in my life were, 
mostly um, personal, such as, you know, I had quit smoking um, weed. Mm. I stopped drinking liquor. I have uh, my favorite um, saying, I stopped kiki keying. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. I kiki with nobody. I can't really say why I see it, but like, but I like, love that one. Stopping kiki keying has been super important to me, and that means to me is basically stopping the negative noises in my head or noises that are around or energy that are um, around us, and. Um, so I've been mindful of the words that comes out of my mouth mm-hmm. and also mindful of what energy I come, that I allow in my space. Ah. Um, so as far as my mental health, I feel like I've been doing better. That's good. Um, there's a lot more work to be done, but I am very grateful to be in the headspace I am right now. So um, you also mentioned, um, you know, the value of relationships mm. to me. It's super important because it's a never-ending journey. Mm. Because relationships, if you truly value them, it's an ongoing, continuous, conscious effort into um, proving that 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 if valuing people is one of your values, that you have to genuinely make that conscious effort. So um, yeah, so I believe that I value relationships so I use different methods um, in my life to really um, showcase that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's real I mean what I think is important I love a good divine interruption I, t- I say that a lot and I said that in my last two podcasts every time some sound went off it's gonna happen it's a pot of gold you got to go through the process. All the podcasts are not going to be perfect. If somebody wants to be my editor, holla at me. But what I wanted to say when it comes to that topic of relationship, it's like you said it's a never ending journey. And that's something that I have a hard time with. Because even you realized the other day, you're like, yo, where are your friends at? Do you have any friends? <laughs> you're like, your friends don't pull up on you like like they would pull up on me. And I had to, I didn't take it personally, but I had to realize like where I'm at. I've been a person that wanted to like pour myself into every friendship. I wanted to have these friends for the rest of my life till the day I die. But I had to realize at some point at my big age, 28, that sometimes things do end. It isn't forever. And that's hard for somebody like me to realize. And I understand never ending journey. Um, But being an entrepreneur, I have to put myself out there a lot. So I'm constantly meeting a lot of people. Mm. For me, I can tell because of my discernment who's genuine and who's going to last, who's going to be the friend that's maybe longer than one year, longer Mm. than just that two week high of us being excited that we met. Um, But I have a hard time being okay and letting go of certain relationships. I just feel like I wasn't prepared that some relationships do end and or you can't bring everybody up with you. Like, I don't like that saying, but I'm realizing now as I get older, it's true. I hate it. I, I want to be able to bring everybody up with me. I want to be able to, people to see me to the, my, you know, last day, I want those friends to be there. But reality is it doesn't always work like that sometimes. And that affects my mental health a lot. And so I'm trying to figure it out. What's your perspective on lifelong friends? Because we've had friends for... 
I think that's years. a super interesting um, perspective. Right, right. Just because mm-hmm. in my own, for my mental health, mm. I choose to use different words. Okay. Because <laughs> sometimes I just value the relationship from a distance. Oh. You know, because I still love the same, yeah. but some relationships too close can hurt or may not be healthy. So therefore, you know, I choose to love from a distance. So I don't think that that makes me not consistent in that journey. Right. It's just that I continue to show love, but it may be for that specific person, it may be differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, by praying for that person, even when they're not around or by, you know, um, so, so for me, the still wishing I, the best for them. Still wishing the best for them. Yeah, and, and yeah. Truly wanting the best for them. Um, so for me, I think one thing that I did, well, I did a few things, but one major thing that I did is I understood um, what I stood for as far as my values and principles and morals. And when it comes came to friendship, is that um, I made um, I made sure that I knew who I was and the different categories of personalities that I serve. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I'm not just a father. I'm not just a boyfriend. I'm not just a husband. I'm not just an athlete. I'm not just a friend. I'm not just a family member. I'm all of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So therefore, throughout my week, I try to balance out my goals where it caters to each of these personalities. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I might, you know, I'm working out. I'm going to work. I'm taking care of my daughter. I'm taking care of my family. I also have a slot to be a friend as well, and mm, that may be a slot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That may be, um, you know, checking on somebody, see how they're doing, mm-hmm, inviting mm-hmm. some friend out to eat. It could be, you know, wishing somebody happy birthday. It could be, you know, um, pulling up in person. So I have different methods of. How but you I know choose. your people too. You know what I mean? But, but I, I also I, I agree to that. Mm-hmm. I do know my people, but I feel like I choose the people that I want to be in my life. Right. Because I believe in unconditional love as well. So therefore, I don't base it on just the people that make me feel good. I also base it on the people that I've met and I choose to continue this long-lasting relationship even when it's not so good. Right. Even though I do say from a distance, me praying for somebody out the week is still serving that purpose. Amen. No, that, that's a real big thing. So even thing. if I don't hang out with you, that doesn't mean I ain't praying for you. Hey. Even if I have problems with you and things went left, that doesn't mean you I don't. You speak in my language. You know that, that doesn't mean I, 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 don't, I don't care for you. Right. So um, I believe I would have changed the language mm-hmm. of the choice of love that you choose to give. Rather than saying, you know, you stopped or you can't bring everybody with you. No, that's what people say. No, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know, but you I'd know, be like, it's not our job to dang. bring everybody with us. You know, when we're leaders, leaders carry the people who wants to be brought to a certain place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can't right. bring people who don't want to go certain places. Yeah. And if they want to go certain places, that's fine because they have their own journey. Yeah. They have their own personalities. They're not supposed to see every single thing as we do right. so um that's so, a good one so so like i said so i cater to 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 
to my friendship personality at least once or twice a week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to a specific friend, family member, acquaintance, work work relationship or whatever. I still try to cater to that. Another thing that I do is if none of those things are working, I feel like everybody's birthday is super special. Mm. And if somebody's going to remember when you were there, they're going to remember who was around for their birthdays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I try to do the most to be present or to call <laughs> or to text <laughs> or to make sure that I do that um, mm. to 99% of my relationships. You know, I didn't say 100% because there's some relationships I still have to work on because I'm a growing individual. Exactly. 99 is a lot though. But, I, I, yeah, but like for I, me, I believe I do. Speaking of like the 99 and like having the slot for friends, I know a lot of people. But I be joking, but I'm like, oh, I know my four friends, but I know that there are like at least six people, mainly about three that I could just call and <laughs> FaceTime at any moment. Mm. I know that like, even if they weren't there for every birthday, I remember how that person makes me feel. And that's how my um, therapist, <clears throat> I actually cried the other day with her on the phone because she asked me, she's like, who makes you feel good? Like, mm. and, and try to put something like a word that describes them. Mm. And I cried because the person who made me feel warm is no longer like really in my life right mm. now. And I'm just like, why did it have to be that way where the friendship couldn't last? And, and it's not that I, I don't pray for that person. Mm-hmm. I wish the best for that person. You know what song actually makes me laugh? Mm-hmm. Is the Young Blue song, You're Mine Still. <laughs> and he's like, I hope that you don't, you know, do whatever without me. Don't be happy or have fun without me. Like, no, please go have fun without me because I want to be able to go have fun and like move forward if that friendship didn't last or if that thing did not continue. So, um, that was a big thing that that my therapist made me realize is like paying attention to how people make you feel. And mm. so um, I know I have my four friends that make me feel great. And but we can be very honest and real with each other. I haven't found people all the time. Like even when we had a talk, I haven't found people that be like, hey, Felicite, I didn't like that, but I understand you're growing mm. and I see where you are. So those friendships that maybe you might not talk to them every day, but you still pray for them. Mm. They might not be the ones where you can have those real conversations with. And then I had to learn to be okay with that. And then the friendships that I do have, I really cherish and I do value them and I put them at a high place and I make sure I show up, but everybody's not at that growth, Mm. that place. There were times when we were younger, I couldn't communicate with you clearly. Mm -hmm. Cause you didn't understand where I was with my healing. I was already like kind of advanced with, cause my personal relationship with God is just out of this world. Sometimes he, he's the one who directs me and tells me what's right or what's wrong. And I have to listen. So I don't, I just really try to be mindful of those people that come in my life and we can have those real authentic conversations. We could say I'm healing right now. We could say my mental health isn't, in, isn't that good. So everybody who left, Everybody who really isn't around as much anymore, I could never have those real conversations. So I'm happy that like we're understanding like the power of relationship and how. I, I have a question for you. Oh God, not for me. Okay, I'm supposed <laughs> I, to interview I, you, I, I, but I, I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever, whatever, man. What does um, 
unconditional relationships mean to you? I'm still trying to learn it. I'm not even going to front. I'm not going to front. I don't have any deep thing. Um, but I know that people always haven't been unconditional with me. There's always some issue that they want to find. And I'm like, okay, cool. But that's how I move. If you're my friend, you're gonna move that. Way. You're gonna move that way, or you're gonna agree, agree to disagree, but you still go rock with me. But like, I feel like we're constantly evolving. So unconditional love. There are certain things that you can't cross. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this conversation. So do you feel like uncon- all you have known unconditional, is conditional? Unconditional. Love? Oh my god, that's probably. Seriously, because here were the, here's the thing. I always felt like people contact me or they keep relationship with me because they need something that I can give them. And like, because of whatever creative thing I could do, it's never like, how are you? Can we just hang out and laugh? Can we just hang out and have a drink? Can we just hang out and pray? Like there are friends that do that. But now that you said it, I had like this weird chill like I have felt like relationships have been conditional and I love to have my creative friends, but I want to be able for me in my personal walk, be able to separate what I do with who I am and my relationships. I don't want to be like, oh, this is my friend. She's the photographer friend. No, I want to be like, this is my friend. Like she's been whatever. And she prays with me and like, we can sit and we can be vulnerable with one another. Like it has felt like it's always been, oh, you do photography? Can you take my pictures? And then we're friends. Mm. So I'm having a hard time, actually. This is this is a therapeutic <laughs> but, but, but. session. I, I know unconditional love because my mom, but like with friendships. That's deep. I, I'm really mindful of how I am in friendships because I know like they're not my they're not my mom. I'm always going to want my mom and I'm always going to want these certain people near. But when it comes to friends and unconditional platonic relationships, oh no. I, I, I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about that one. That's that's something I got to go deep, dig deep about. So, so, um, you all interviewing me? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, this, first of all, this let's be clear. This is a part of gold, but this is the type of conversation we have all the all time. All the time, no, it's I know, I know. It's just something that's recorded right now. So um, I guess our goal is to be authentic as possible. <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> one of our talks. So um, the reason why I asked what does unconditional relationships mean to you is because in my quest of being an unconditional lover, I have realized that a lot of people have a misconception of how to love mm. and mm. what is actually loving because a lot of people are stuck on the emotion on how somebody made them feel good. Okay. But we also value the people who do make us feel differently. Trash. I didn't say like trash. trash. <laughs> I said, I'm like, I about somebody who's giving you constructive criticism. Makes you uncomfortable. Make, make you uncomfortable. In Those that are good. No. The end goal, I think it's good. No, no, the end goal is good. But that conversation is usually harsh. It's usually hard to hear. Okay, but listen, not everybody's willing to have that conversation. I, I understand what you're That's saying. That's the problem. But we're talking about the dynamics of love. <laughs> so what I'm talking about is the reason why 
I believe a lot of people had issues with unconditional love is because they didn't understand the entirety of it. Okay. Because you and I, I believe I'm, I'm an unconditional lover. So I show you unconditional love. Right. And the reason why I feel like I'm at that place with you is because you and I may not see this eye to eye. Me and you could have distance. Me and you could fight. Me and you could disagree. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't rock with you no more. I don't put an end to the an relationship. date. You feel me? This is I, for yeah. life. So if it's for life, we're going to have to figure it out some way, somehow. Somehow, it's maybe through arguing. Arguing. Sometimes we may hurt each other by the words that come out of our mouth. Right. Sometimes mm. it may, may be from distance. Sometimes I'm willing to have that with be, some people. It may be growth. But and not everybody. I, I understand that. <laughs> the only thing I, I asked it. was about unconditional relationship. That is safe okay. about to be This is uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable topic. You I'm know, glad that we're here. I'm glad that this is live. You understand? So like, <clears throat> um, and um, because unconditional lover doesn't mean that Bass is perfect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I don't hurt people. It just mm. means that I put myself in a position where I choose to grow this relationship no matter where it goes. I have a, I have a question. Go ahead. For that. Okay. Good, good, okay. Good. That was my turn. All right. You know what? Because I get I get it. I get unconditional love and I see why this topic is making me uncomfortable. Mm. I love people well, I believe, and I love people hard. And then I'm learning how to become a better lover and a better giver. I'm being really intentional with that. I want my mentor actually taught me, she was like, you have to teach people how you want to be celebrated and how you want to be loved. Mm. And I kind of get frustrated because I'm, I'm like, why do I have to teach you? You you know how I've been. You know who when I you am. Pray, you ask and you shall receive. Okay. Deep as hell. <laughs> You're not deep. Good, good. Oh, good. no. But <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. But no, like I get it. Unconditional love. Like I see how I want to be celebrated. I'm trying to be more vocal in how I want to be celebrated. I know that I want to be celebrated by my core people. I'm not looking for everybody to celebrate me. And then before I'm celebrated by anybody else, I'm celebrating myself first, like in my quiet time, in my private time, in my praise and worship time. Like and when I listen to my trap music, mm. I'm celebrating myself. This is what I love. That's how I love to celebrate. But people do not know how to really reciprocate that's why unconditional love is very difficult for people. So your question. My question is, unconditional love, great. But how much can you take in that unconditional love? Like if there's something, there's a disagreement and it's like, cool, it could be like, oh, I don't like the way you tied your shoelace. And I disagree, or I don't like the way you put your Jordan laces. Like you're wilding for that. That's something small that can be like passed. But there are people who can confuse. And I feel like because I've been so loving and so nice, I can confuse wanting to unconditionally love somebody by letting them disrespect me or letting them break a boundary that mm. I don't, now, you know, I, that's not I, how I, I move. I so understand. Um, how do you do that? So, because so personally, I put the boundaries on respect. So I feel like, you know, um, I feel like there is a limit to what I allow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's when I choose the distance method. Mm. 
However, it's communicated that I am about to distance give myself. You, distance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Because even part of that is part of the People giving still don't want that. somebody mental clarity because we're also talking about mental health. Exactly. Right. Right. So um, I believe that boundaries are to be set in relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, how you want to be treated should be in the forefront. And you should be able to um, give what you also require. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So um, I believe um, there was a saying that says, don't, um, don't ask for others what you won't do for yourself. Mm. So I value that in that specific light. So when it comes to, um, I was trying to think about something you said earlier that I was trying to make a mental note mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. I think you were speaking on the friends that you feel like wanted to take something away from Right. You. It was just conditional. Also, this is, if I'm not mistaken, part of gold is about entrepreneurs as well. Right, right, right. The reason why um, you are in your journey as well is because you value helping people. Right. I do. And because you value helping people, um, that that means that you have a gift Mm, mm, mm -hmm. that you are ready to put out in the world for sale. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, um, in order for you to be successful in entrepreneurship and in business, you have to be of value. You have to be of value and you also know how to set boundaries. No, no, I agree. I agree with that. What I was trying to say is now, you said that, you know, if you know how to do photography, then this friend is asking, hey, I want to do photography because that is your gift. Mm-hmm. And who wants to be cool with somebody who has nothing to offer? Okay, pause. I have to interject. Lovely. Cool. I don't look at my friends like, oh, because you don't have a creative gift, you have nothing to offer. Like, or because you don't, like... What I look for is, can you pray? Can you actually pray? Can we actually hang out and just laugh and enjoy life? Like, I'm not looking for my friends to do a thing for me. It it doesn't have to be an action. Can we sit and show? Can we talk about a book that we're both reading? Can we go hiking? Like, can we do activities? I don't even look for it to be something tangible that you can hand me, like, I can give you pictures or I can do a video for you or I can do your website. Like I know I can do all those things, but I have more to offer than just those, like those gifts. I'm going to use that for my business. But if you're my friend, it's going to come with it eventually, but I'm not looking for you to offer me something in that way. Offer me something in you don't do drugs. Cause I don't relate to that. Mm-hmm. Offer me something in, you don't always party every th- what every second, but you do know how to celebrate. You will turn up a little mm-hmm. here and there. Or like, crack a joke with me. Give me that. Give me so- something that's going to make me feel well. Like, I liked this. To be able to even talk to my friends about real things like that go on in the world. Well, that's where, again, that's why you have your six friends. Four. <laughs> four. <laughs> Four friends. Four, four friends. They know who they are. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Is that like, I believe that you're mistaking the responsibilities that you have given those four 
friends or not responsibilities per se, but like, you know, the, their value mm -hmm. <clears throat> that they bring to you, you have those expectations with, if Everybody. you had a hundred friends, <laughs> you have a hundred no. friends of expectation of four or six. I have friends that I talk to. I have friends that I vent to. I have friends that I play ball with. Right. I have friends. If I want to do something illegal, I'll do illegal stuff with them. <laughs> if I want to, if I get into a fight, I know what friends I'm gonna get into a fight. If I want to take a trip, I know who. Right. Me too. If I know, if I needed an update on a on, on a job resume, or if I want to, yep. different, I have a different friend for that. If I have, if I want to go to the gym, I have a different friend from the gym. If I need a mentor, I have a different mentor. If I need a account accounting, uh, I have an accounting friend, accounting partner. Yeah. I, I, I have a different. Person but those are all. Them. Valuable relationships. Those are all valuable relationships, but they're not all the same relationships. I'm hip. So therefore, you should. I don't expect the person I play ball with to serve the position of the person I've been to. Exactly. Because that person is a completely different person. That person might not be that trustworthy. That person mm -hmm. might not know how to communicate. That person might be selfish. That person might be um um going through is more issues than i do so he, he he's more worried about what he got going on right so i believe that if you are a, if somebody wants to have better relationship they need to navigate individually what they care about with the person that serves that specific purpose. so with my four friends i have my Things. You have your core Each of them have their two them. things. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I'm hip. I'm me? so aware and, of that. And, and if it's like I choose said, to have a photographer friend, that doesn't make you less my friend. You're just the friend I hit up when I want to take pictures. I'm hip, but I also will use my discernment. Can you enlighten me on that? Because I don't know what that means. Discernment? Yeah. Like, you have to know when you're about to be used and abused. You I just have to be aware of that. A lot of people abuse. aren't, though. They're but not. They don't charge. know how to use it. I understand. A lot of people don't know what the gift of discernment is, and I feel like that's a whole other topic. But like, mm. I've had people just hit me up to take pictures. I'm like, yo, you don't like. I don't need everybody to know what I'm going through. But like, you're the photographer friend. That's a, that's all they need you for. Nah, I'm not with it. No, but this is the thing, though. Yeah. I understand that you're not. And then I don't like photography. I don't like shooting photography no, 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 anymore, no. so maybe that's why. Listen, you're but no, nah. you're not wrong. I get it. You're not. I wrong see what you're trying that. to say, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm agreeing to disagree. But the gold, the gold in this the is gold. because you're supposed to know who you are first. Facts. To be able to accept who others are second. And in that understanding, you're able to put them in different categories. Therefore, there's no loss of expectations or loss of understanding in that relationship. I'm hip. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's a dude that does sound for me on 4th of July. I only hit him up around February, March <laughs> because we're about to have a party. And around that time until July, we're great friends because we talk every other week because we got shit to do. <laughs> and blase, you put blase, the press blase. on him. And after July 5th, we'll talk until February again. <laughs> he might say that, hey, his name is Kern, actually. Shout out to you, Kern. He might say, hey, Bass don't really care about me because we only talk when he needs something. That's wrong because without him, I'd be lost because i do not have another sound guy that I could rely on right right if right that i value him 
a whole lot. And if I can't be there for him I see. To, for, to, to talk to him every day, the least I could do is call him and say, happy birthday, girl. That's good. I freaking love you. Yeah, that's good that you understand the value of that relationship. And like you said, you know the categories. Now, I know the categories too. I mm-hmm. know in which friends that I can really rely on to produce things, but I know I could also sit with them and be real and be vulnerable, right? Now, here's an issue. You know Kern's worth. You know that he's the sound guy. You know he's reliable, and you know he he's a man of his word, right? Mm-hmm. Now there have been people in my life that have told me know my worth, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was like I'm understanding what my prices were when it comes to what I want to offer. I'm trying to understand, like as a friend, I still have to charge you that same price that I charge everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm about to help you make ten G's in one month, and you're not going to pay me anything? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, right? So I, the reason why that part is so uncomfortable for me is because people have said, know your worth, but will not pay my worth as a friend that knows how valuable I am. Or do they really know that I'm valuable? Do like, they value that person knowing that they're bad for business? Exactly. Good. But Because we're talking about two different things, business, transaction, Versus and relationship. relationship. It's still okay, two different but things. They go hand in hand. Right. That's what I'm saying. But they're isolated. I rock with you, Phil. You know, hey, I rock with you. But you still got to pay that or I can't Yeah, exactly. And that's not... A lot of people don't mess with that. No, but that's cool. But they're going to respect you, though. They don't rock with it, but they're going to respect you. You understand what I'm saying? I hear. I hear. So, therefore, I believe that... It's, I believe what I see from you is there's a uncomfortable section of having to lay down the truth and how people accept your truth when you do have that conversation and i believe it is uncomfortable conversation but i think i'm okay with it now i think the end goal i think the heat is turning up in here no it's definitely hot i think we're in the furnace right now (laughs) oven (laughs) oven baked (laughs) it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood oh lord no, but nah, this is that's really good. All these are really good because they're making me uncomfortable. And it's it's not like I haven't processed these things that I've experienced, but I also know for me in the way I want to move going on further in life with my integrity, I'm not welcoming certain things anymore. I'm not welcoming the know your worth but won't pay your worth person. I'm not explaining to you. That's the price and that's it. You're going to pay it or not. <laughs> what did Big Burke said today? My guy, he be on there. He be he be saying his little quotes, and I had to like it because it was real. Do not put a value like it was so good. Hold on, I'm gonna get this real quick. I have another question for you. Too. Oh Lord, let me get my quote real fast, real fast, real fast, real fast. But this was perfect. My loyalty isn't in a form of a retainer. Mm. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Say that again. Lifestyle, gems, <laughs> okay? My loyalty isn't in a form of a ret- retainer. What does that like, mean? Like, you can't just put a couple dollars down and have my loyalty forever. You're going to, I feel like you have to be like that all the way through. It's not like, oh, okay, here's a little piece of me and I want all of you. Mm. People be accepting, expecting 100 and giving you 30%. 
Like, that's not how it works. So I want you to think about your most hurtful relationships. Aha! Uh -huh. No. And how I've suppressed that, those. No, I'm did, kidding. Did... Oh, God. So, yeah. Your most hurtful relationships. Oh, God. How did they affect you? Or did they affect the person that you have become today? That's a good question. Because your reaction to whatever happened really does say a lot, which I get. But this is the thing. Before I get into what the result of whatever things might have been, I just have to say that I kind of lost my train of thought. I need you to, to get to the bottom of this. I lost my train of thought because I don't so want to talk about, about it. No, you have to talk about no, it. No, I get it. In I get it. to get the gold, <laughs> <laughs> you have to get there. So, <clears throat> I've always been a person that has been mindful. And I always try to look at how everybody might react and how they treat me so I don't react the same way. I've mm. always been mindful of that. But as the person that I've been, a believer, the one she's the light, you're encouraging, you inspire so many people is what people say to me. Great. But I'm also, like you said earlier, I'm human. I had to grow. The thing that I've learned, though, is yes, I'm going to be that inspiring person. But today, with whatever hurtful situation has ever happened or something that I disagreed with, I'm going to react. And that's going to be my honest and how I really feel. There are reactions that people want to fight you every day. I don't fight, but I'm going to say my truth. I'm going to speak out. I'm going to use it as fuel to make me even have more tunnel vision than I had before. Hmm. Because in those hurtful times, separating from whatever or whoever was that hurtful situation made me realize how distracted I was trying to pour out the way I want to pour out, trying to continue to be the light when you're not getting that. And, and there's so much in a relationship where friendships, platonic, whatever it is, that like you, you're not really looking for things in return, but you know because of that relationship that you value with that person and you're hoping that they value you too. Mm -hmm. In any relationship, you're hoping that they value you. If I don't get that back, I'm tired. I'm moving on and I'm going to go give myself that 110%. So I feel like in any situations of friendships, like I thought about it, I processed it really well. I got professional help. I seek counsel. I had to make sure I wasn't tripping in every way. And then I realized how I might've been tripping and that's fine. And I'm so good at seeing you were wrong in that. That was wrong, but I can't live making making myself feel bad of how I decided to react. But is that change with or without the person? Is this is without. This is what I realized without. No, Because I realized I wasn't distracted. I realized that I am going to react, but I also realized I am going to refuel. I am going to still be okay. I'm going to use whatever situation that was to understand how I was wrong and understand what just didn't work with me and how I could communicate it a boundary or whatever that situation is. Because we didn't make like a real example, but I'm going to figure out a way to keep going forward. 
Because for me, like I grew up thinking everybody's forever. It's fairy tale flowers and candies in relationships. And it's not. There are things that are going to be tough and are going to be uncomfortable. So now it's made me realize, okay, cool. That was very uncomfortable. I I saw how I look at myself in every situation. And I don't know if a lot of people value looking at yourself and how you treat people. Do you? Um, Because that's a big thing. Definitely. I think I... um... I had to make a conscious decision um, in realizing how I treat people because um, as I uh, spoke to you in the past, obviously, we're in a pot of gold right now. In a pot of gold, <clears throat> In a yep. pot of gold. Mm-hmm. And this goes hand in hand with the entrepreneurial conversation right. and the business conversation. And as my on, in my creative journey, I had to do business and make relationships with people I didn't know mm-hmm. or didn't know me as well. In that process, I rubbed off a lot of people wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I came off too strong. I came off arrogant to some. I came off a little bit too ambitious to some. I came off um, rude. So um, I had to do a lot of internal work in order to figure out what I was doing that was giving people the wrong idea of who I truly was. You know, it's one thing for people to say, you know, you're this and you and you know that's who you are, who you classified, but I never classified myself to anything negative because mm-hmm. I always believe I could grow from it. Okay. So when somebody tells me something negative about, or so when somebody grants you, because a lot of people don't tell you they feel some type of way about you. You just notice that they change with you. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're left having to figure out why all this negative energy is coming. And um, you, you don't even realize that you're in the negative in that relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. And um, then the business mess up, the money fucks up. You don't really get end up celebrating that relationship in a positive way in that business venture which affects a lot of other things because that person is going to talk to you to the next person that might be interested in doing business with you. And that conversation will be negative. Mm -hmm. So um, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of soul searching and I really took the time into turning myself into a different person when it be, when it came to how I presented myself, how I engaged with people and one big thing for me is that i turn myself into a servant see you see what you're saying though you said i made a conscious effort i did this i read these books i decided to become a servant not everybody's in that place so how do you go from people have you know put a negative thing on me or i did rub people the wrong way to wanting to make a conscious effort like what advice would you give somebody to be able to do such thing. Cause it's like, you have to have a an epiphany. Something has to happen in your spirit to be like, all right, you gotta, you gotta look at what people are saying for a second, or you gotta look within, you gotta look at yourself. So the smartest people in the world, those are the people who would take this conversation and apply it to their lifestyle without letting things get bad or worse in their relationships. Right. So for me, 
I had to understand this saying, like I, I read that in one of my books, is that, you know, the, it might not be verbatim, but is the, um, you should be able to know the difference. Um, what is it? Have the wisdom to know the difference of, of the things that you could change. I, I forgot the, the exact words, but it was basically have, um, Discernment. The, no, no, I have the, um, be wise enough to understand what I could change mm-hmm. and what I cannot change. And in that saying, I had to learn that I can't change people mm. and that people's flaws don't belong to me. People's, um, insecurities didn't belong to me. That is a fact. You know, um, people's, um, um, issues didn't belong to me. However, I was mindful of the criticism that was given to me. So my goal is when somebody criticized me, whether they're intentionally trying to hurt me or they want to educate me, I use that as a tool to help my next relationships or to win that relationship over again. Mm, your new tools. You know? So I use people's negative comments about me as a compass to what I need to perfect because if we're talking about perspective and our understanding the world and unconditional love as it as the whole is that people are naturally expressing their experience with you. Mm-hmm. And it might not be something that you believe, it might not be something that's true, but that's their truth. <laughs> and obviously not everybody's gonna like you but me putting myself in a situation where I'm understanding their perspective and I'm valuing their perspective, I'm able to navigate through those issues and learn from them and understand, okay, this person has an issue with this when people do this, this and that. What's the best method that's going to work with most people? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to add that to my bag of tools. So therefore, somebody else that I encounter in the future who have issues with people like that, I'm not giving that same same energy that right. I gave before that made this person mad at me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's nice to see you grow and get to this place. I'd be praying that a lot of people experience this because, like, a lot of people it's like, don't. The a lot, lot of people, people don't, don't want to. They really. Don't they're fine with the way they I, are? I don't think they don't want to. I feel like at one point I was depressed. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You didn't see it. So therefore, uh-huh. I didn't believe it was even a thing that I had to work on. So I don't know if people know what's going what's on going with them. On with That's themselves. what I say. Like I pray that people find the language you to describe what they're experiencing, and that comes from. Wanting to seek it, having an epiphany, God like reaching like, yo, bro, I need you to wake up. But that's also um, like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a gift, but it comes with the relationships you have too. Mm. For people that you really do value Mm -hmm. to be able to be like, hello there. Uh, I'm going to need you to get it together real quick. Mm -hmm. Not get it together where everything's going to be perfect. But like, I just want you to pause for a second and look at yourself. Um, and see you from my perspective. And it's it's crazy that you said that a, a lot of people don't even notice because it's something called functional depression. Mm. You could be doing everything you want to do every day, going to the gym, 
going to make your whatever, going to talk to that person every day, but you're just functioning. You're not really living. You're just doing your whatever routine. And deep down, you're like trying to figure out why you kind of don't feel satisfied with life or why you're just hanging on by a thread. Like what's going on? And a lot of people don't have the, they don't know there's such thing as functional depression. So which goes hand in hand in our conversation. I usually Mm -hmm. go back to Mm -hmm. the main topic. The topic is relationships. And um, I believe the biggest aspect is communication. <laughs> which should, that is which a could be which could be a big highlight of this whole conversation is um, not everybody has taken the time to learn how to communicate. I didn't feel like I learned that in school. <clears throat> yeah. So no. therefore. I see where this miseducation, miseducation of Lauren Hill, (laughs) (laughs) of Felicity, of a pot of gold. Ooh, I like that. So the miseducation (laughs) that we've um, we've had to endure as a generation, ay ay ay, generation has affected the way we translated our emotions, the way we. Um, articulate our experiences. So therefore, um, I believe that people are not having successful conversations Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to. So for me, what I had to do is obviously, again, I said I read a lot. Mm -hmm. And one major thing that also helped me navigate to unconditional relationships was empathetically listening to people. Mm. And I think that's a huge thing because, you know, I strategically have conversations. Okay. Because I know better. When I say strategically, because the goal When you know better, you do better. Exactly. So when you want to win a conversation is to get to the intentions of the conversation that you ha- you were having in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if my goal is to be heard and understood, the first thing you learn in, in most of the books, you know, how to win and influence people, mm-hmm. seven habits of highly effective people, Amen to that. Is, such, is that you have to understand before being understood. Mm. So therefore, if, if you want to understand how I use that is, you said that I'm asking you questions. I'm interviewing you. Ah, yes. Because in order for me to even understand how to develop in this topic, I have to understand how you view the topic in the first hand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in order for us to even develop. Because then we'll be talking about a whole lot of nothing and not talking about the things that truly matter or that could affect change. Big facts. So if you want to have successful conversations with people, I would really suggest people, that's a gold, <laughs> to understand the value of some gold, dropping some gems right now. Listening, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because a lot of times you have problems. I have problems with Faye. Yo, Faye, on dogs, you made me feel some type of way. I ain't feeling that. You're you did this and that. you did that. Yeah. My method is, hey Faye, how did you feel about this situation we had? That's a new. That's a new way. Mm-hmm. So now. I give Faye a platform to tell me her perspective of the situation. And that's the only way I could dissect what Faye truly cared about 
what what faith truly didn't care about. Because sometimes we might think faith is mad at us because of something, and then you didn't know it was she's mad about something completely opposite. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we may think like, oh, that person's being emotional because I did this. Realistically, she's emotional because you didn't even say that. Yo, that is a whole word right there. So, I don't even want to go. I don't so, even want to go so, into it. So, so I believe that um, as a generation, if mm-hmm. we want to have better relationships and have unconditional relationships, is that we have to value the person's understanding <clears throat> before we even want before we even start the process of trying to make someone else understand us mm-hmm. and that's why i i praised in the beginning of this podcast that you have to know yourself your values and your principles being able to set those boundaries because then you know who you are and what you stand for what you, what do you use as a moral compass to make the decision that you make? So when your name is coming upon and say, hey, Bass, you did this, you're able to have clear um, um, effective answers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. based on the decision that you made using your moral compass so that you're able to give a great picture to that person who's seeking understanding from you. All right. I'm glad you said those things. You you talked about the moral compass and then you talked about empathetic listening, the listening, and you talked about having tools, right? Mm -hmm. And now I want to bring all of this together because, man, I, I feel like I've experienced a lot when it comes to some, a lot of people think they have great communication skills and then that's how they communicate and they think that's right. They think that's who I am. And they don't ever really try to make an effort to hear another perspective. Mm. So the effective listening, it's not, it's a, you have to go to a refine, go through a refining process to understand it. Mm-hmm. Not many people are trying to do that. And I'm like, I understand you were hurt by this, but do you understand why you were hurt by mm. it? To that's a word. Real, to, yeah, that's, that's a, a word. word. To cut you off really, really fast is that a lot of people try to listen real quick. So they could say their Quickly piece. answer. And that's not healthy. What you don't understand is a lot of the conversation that did change me and move me from the learning that I did in the application that I've done with my learning to become the person I am is that people usually wait the last uh, 15 seconds to tell you what they really want to say in the last two hour conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now that's that's a good thing to say. That's a good thing to bring up because I also feel like there's a form of communication that people use to manipulate you, mm. to make you think what you're saying is wrong mm. and that your perspective and you shouldn't feel that way. They that's dismiss deep. your feelings. That's deep. They say like, oh, that that's not whatever, or this was not my intention. Or guys say, you're crazy. Mm. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> the you're crazy topic is really a whole nother podcast because mm. Should just be titled they, you're crazy. They think, yeah, 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 you're crazy because I'm not gonna go into it, but that's a whole nother topic that has to be like breaking the stigma of mental health. It's it's interesting. Mm. Um that's another pot of gold. That's another pot of gold. And so with that said, like I, you know, I'm I'm happy about your growth 
Mm-hmm. I'm happy about my growth. I'm happy that we can talk about this and we can see eye to eye on these topics because it's actually <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> the things we've been through, Lord have mercy. Yeah, so just like one line of advice, any quote that you live by, just give it to us. A pot of gold, hashtag a pot of gold. <laughs> mm, I think that's tough because I have so much quotes in my head. But, give us um, one. Um I believe one of the quotes that I value a lot is if you want peace, you have to prepare for war. And the reason why I bring that up is because in order for you to experience that level of peace of mental health, you have to be going through a lot of You got to go through the fire, okay? Exactly. You have to go through a lot of uncomfortable um, conversation places, develop a lot of patience, a lot of perseverance, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of courage. And um, you know that's like going to war. You have to educate yourself. So if you want peace, you gotta be, you gotta prepare for war. What books should people be reading? Um, I believe everybody should at least read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. That that's a number one for me. And then you could go at at it. I'm I actually reading that. a book a month right now. So I love that for you. Yeah. So. Where can the people find you? How can they support you? I am on Instagram. It's just Bass. Relax. Relax. <laughs> I'm in the trenches. Relax. You know, um, you could find me on there. You know, just follow me right now. I'm not really selling anything, but whenever I'm selling something, people know. <laughs> stay ready. So it means stay ready. I love that. I throw events. I do a bunch of different type of, you know, I don't belong in one space. So be prepared to see my side of create my creative creative side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Y'all know where to find us. Felicitas is there. The furnace is for gold on all platforms. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And know that we've all been through the fire. Only this time you don't have to do it alone. I warn you about the banging of the furnace, but you wouldn't listen. The party done. Get the hell out of my house. Up, up, up. Oh.